Dr. Devil Barbershop. And I'm back with another story, and I hope you enjoyed last our last story, Goodwill Hunting. That was beautiful. You should really check on your mental health. But anyway, for today's episode, you always hear the expression, I'm a different breed, right? Saying that you're stronger, better, that you're actually different from other people. You're actually better. But this story is a story of someone who actually was a different breed. The story of Balto, half wolf, half dog, up in the towns of, in, in Alaska, the frozen lands. Not anybody could survive up there, right? So Balto was that different breed. So this story starts off, right? And it's a, a little girl and her grandma walking around the park. Not just any park, the Central Park, New York City Central Park. And she's looking and the, the little girl's like, Grandma, we already been by here. And the grandma's like, oh, I could have sworn it was around here somewhere. Where's that statue, right? And she, they find it. They find the statue. And it's the statue of a beautiful, majestic wolf dog, Balto. And she's like, what's so special? The little girl's like, what's special about this? He's like, oh, Balto. Balto, he saved my life. I don't think, <laughs> she doesn't have that accent, but I just picture an old old grandma, right? Balto saved my life when I was a little girl. And then it flashes back. So the grandma and the little girl, they're in, they're real people. And it flashes back, and the flashback is animated. Cartoon flashback. And we're seeing the beautiful landscapes of Alaska, right? These giant snow-covered mountains, snow-covered plains, trees with snow, everything slash snow. So everything has snow on it because it's Alaska. And we see a sled team, right? And sled teams are these dogs, these fucking snow dogs. Sorry if I said, sorry if I said the F word. And it's these like, you know, snow dogs and they're bred working dogs for the snow. These dogs were built for it. And it's this, you know, they're just uh, mushing across the snow. And it shows all the, all the dogs, right? The crew and the leader is a dog named Steel. And he's like this black and white husky with blue eyes. And he's like, uh, this arrogant team captain douchebag, right? And everybody's like, yeah, Steel, you're the best. You're, everybody's just always talking him up. Everybody's always on Steel's dick. And he's like, Steel, you're the best. You're the most strongest. You're the most, most bestest and stuff like that. And, you know, and the 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 musher, the man mushing them, because that's what you call when you mush dogs. The musher, he's like, come on, Steel, let's get to town. And they pull up into the town. And then we see our main character, Balto. And Balto's hanging out in some back alley, you know, you know, it's real streetwise kind of kind of dude watching those dudes mush into town. And he's hanging out with his boy, Boris. And Boris is like a goose. We don't really know how these guys know each other. We just know that they're buddies, best friends, and they're both misfits. So they're watching the team, right? Because there is actually a race going on, right? So those guys are winning. They're coming in number one. And Balto's like, come on, man, let's go finish watching the race. And so they start making their way towards where the finish line is in the town and that's when we get introduced to the little girl and the little girl is actually the old woman that had the flashback in the beginning so little girl she's like she has her husky and she's like a little like a red like red and white burgundy husky or whatever and she's a tiny little girl and they're like best friends and the dad had just gotten her her own musher hat so he's like oh now you're a real musher you have a sled you have a dog and you have a real musher's hat. And she's like, yeah, I love my musher hat. And it just gets caught up in the wind. So the wind picks it up and just drops it in the middle of the road 
where these guys are going to finish the race, right? And she's like, oh, I'm going to go get it because she's a little dumb girl. And as that's happening, that that Steel's team, Steel's musher team, they're coming in hot, like just like ripping up the road behind them, just coming up. And like the little girl doesn't see them. Nobody sees them. But Balto, who just pulled up to the, the finish line, he sees them. And he's like, oh, snap. And he like jumps, just jumps into action because he's a hero. That's what heroes do. And he sees a little girl. And he like runs up there. He like. He was, he's running parallel with the with the musher team. And he's like passing them. He's like super fast. He's like beating them. And, you know, Steel thinks he's going to, he's trying to win the race, but he's trying to save the little girl. And they're right next to each other, neck and neck. And Steel, you see, he's kind of like a cheater, like a, a sore loser. So he like tries to bite at, at Balto while he's running next to him. And Balto like jumps over him, grabs the hat out of the way. And then he saves the little girl. The little, oh, my bad. The girl wasn't going for the hat, but the hat did run into the middle of the street. And when all this was happening, all the people was like, oh, man, that stray dog's going to ruin the race. And everybody just kind of hating on Balto, right? But, he, you know, he takes the musher's hat over to the little girl with the, her dog because he, like, Balto and the girl are kind of like love interests, right? They like each other. And, you know, the little girl takes the hat from Balto. He's like, oh, thanks, Balto. You're so nice. And the dad's like, hey, get away from that damn dog because like, he's, he's a stray animal. He's going to have fleas and rabies and all that. And then all the other dogs are like, yeah, Balto, you're a bitch. They're just like, just shitting on Balto, you know what I mean? And then Balto just leaves with his goose, his goose buddy, right? His goose buddy Boris, and Boris has like a funny, um, a funny accent, like Balto, come on, you must, you must come. I don't know what it might be German or, or Russian, but anyway, so the sled dogs, right? The guys that just won the race, Steel and his goons, he's like little, um, little boys. They kind of just back up Balto into the alley, and they're like, hey, what are you doing, wolf dog? What you think you're doing around here? And they're just straight trying to bully this dude. And they're just like, yeah, look at him. He's a he's part wolf. Everybody just trying to be mean to him, and they, like, spit on him and just kind of cover him in snow and just talk shit on him. And then Boris is like, come on, Balto. Let's go home. So the sled dogs, they go, and they enjoy their winnings from the race because they're the best team and just kind of just bully Balto, and Balto leaves. And him and his goose buddy Boris, they head, they head home, right? Since he doesn't live in town, and he kind of walks out into the the wilderness, right? The the snowy mountains, and there's like an old abandoned ship that's on top of a hill and a snowy hill. And on his way to the ship, there's a pack of wolves, right? And they kind of like howl. Balto hears them howling, and he looks at them, and the wolves look down at him, and they all just leave, right? They leave, and Balto just lowers his head. He walks. He walks home and then and Boris is like, he's not the dog. He's not wolf. All he knows is what he's not. And, you know, he feels bad for Balto because Balto, he doesn't have anybody. He's a mutt. He's alone. He's just a street dog like me. So Boris is trying to cheer him up. He's like, hey, uh, look, isn't it funny how I'm chewing on his bone? Uh, I'm drinking water like a dog, but I'm a bird. And, you know, he's trying to cheer him up because this is his best friend. They're buddies. And Balto's like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm, I'm about to just go home. Don't you want to, like, fly south or whatever what birds do? And then Boris, that's when we're like, oh, Boris is ride or die. Because Boris, even though regular birds fly south, Boris stays with Balto. He's a ride or die kind of guy. That's the kind of friends you want to have with you. So while Boris is hanging out with Balto, you hear, like, some, it sounds like these kids coming. But it's actually these polar bears. These, like, kid brother polar bears that, for some reason, are, think Boris is their uncle. And it's like a big one that doesn't know how to talk and a little one that talks all squeaky. And these polar bears are also misfits in the polar bear community because they don't know how to swim and this and that. And they're just like funny, funny little dudes, right? 
So that's Balto's kind of like little family in a way. And then we see Balto. He's back in town, right? It's like later that night. And he's trying to come up on the girl, right? Her name's Jetta. And he's like, hey, Jetta, uh, you wouldn't want to have to go chase some sticks or whatever, right? And she, Jetta's kind of sad because the little girl is inside the doctor's office. And he's like, man, you know, she's trying to look through the window. She's like, man, I wish I knew uh, what they were saying. And then Balto's like, oh, I know how we could, I know how we could listen. And he goes to the side door and he has like these big ass wolf paws. And he kind of uses them to pry the door open. And, you know, he's kind of embarrassed about it because the girl's like a, a dog. And, you know, he's kind of shunned for being a wolf, half wolf. But they go and they're underneath the floorboards of the doctor's office, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, actually, let me uh, show you something. Like, There's something pretty special about this place. He's like, dogs from all over the world travel hundreds of miles just for this spot right here. He's like, really? Why? Because of the northern lights. And she's like, what are you talking about, Balto? We're under the we're under the floorboards. He's like, look at this. And he like takes a bunch of broken bottles. And he kind of adjusts them, stacks them up just right, the way only wolf dogs know how to do. And then he moves, and the lights hits it. And it's like a beautiful northern lights, right, for dogs. And the girl's like, wow, Balto, this is beautiful. And he's like, yeah, like like you. I don't know if he says that. But then that's when you hear the doctors, and the little girls in the doctor's office coughing. And they go over there and they listen. And the little girl's like, I'm so cold. He's like, oh, no, don't worry. Uh... I got another blanket, right? And then the doctor leaves with the parents to the other room. He's like, how's she look? How's it looking, doc? He's like, honestly, it's the 18th case this week. It looks like she has diphtheria. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, and, and we don't have any medicine. We don't have any more medicine for it. And I don't know if we'll be able to get any. I don't know, man. I don't know. And, you know, the doctor's pretty stressed out because he wants to save the little girl. And... There's nothing he can do. So then, uh, you know, Jetta's like, oh, no, this is the worst thing. And she runs out of there because she's like, she's distraught with emotion. And Balta goes chasing her. And guess who runs into him? Steel, the douchebag team captain, Husky Dog. And he had just stole a bunch of sausages from the butcher, right? And he's like, oh, Jetta, what are you doing hanging out with this low life half breed or whatever, right? They're trying to just, well, you know what I mean? When, you, when you're a different breed, people just try to shit on you. But anyway, she's like, he kind of like makes um makes the wolf growl, you know, Balto growl. He like throws the hot dogs at him. So when people come to check, they see, this sounds like he was growling at the dogs. And it looks like he stole all the sausages, right? So he pretty much Steel just set him up. And now I was like, Balto, you piece of shit, get the hell out of here. Everybody just, everybody hates Balto, right? And Balto just like looks at Jetta and they, you know, he leaves, right? Because he was like embarrassed and he just wants to be loved. But anyway, that scene happens. And then we see... An old man, right? Because back in them days, it was a telegraph. They'd be like, dee, 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 beep, 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 dee, dee, like those messages, right? And then he's like, dear, whatever, stop. We've run out of medicine, stop. There's, we need medicine, right? That's what he's sending a message, right? <clears throat> and then people are replying it. Uh, the message has been sent by ship, but the storm's too crazy and we couldn't, we couldn't send it. And then he says again, uh, we tried to send the medicine by plane, but no planes could take off because of the, the storm blizzard. We buy, we, we're going to have to send it by train, right? And the closest train station is all the way over here. And y'all are all the way over there. So you're going to have to select the fastest sled team to go pick it up at the train station and make it all the way back in the middle of a blizzard or whatever. That's the only way you get this medicine. That was That's what the dude said in the telegram. 
So now there's a race to see who's the who's the fastest sled team, sled dog team, that's gonna have the honor to go pick up the medicine. And of course, Bato's not included in the race. But he decided, no, you know what? You know, he's telling Boris, he's like, Balto, what are you doing? He's like, no, Boris, I'm going to race because I think I'm fast enough. And then Boris is like, I don't think it's a good idea. But you know what? Balto gets ready and he gets it. He gets in the starting line and he's going to race because he's he's determined. And that's what heroes do. And, you know, the dude, everybody's there. They're going to let him race or whatever. And the race starts and they're off. And all these uh, douchebag dogs, they're like, they push Balto out of the way. Pretty much push him to like this frozen pond into the snow. But Balto, instead of being defeated, and even though now his his uh, his race is now an obstacle course, he takes it. And he's floating on a frozen river and he's like rolling over a barrel and he runs over some posts and he does everything, even though like they try to make it harder, and he still finishes first. He beats everybody. No matter the the uh, circumstance, he still came out on top, because that's what you do when you're a different breed. Good good night, everybody. No, no, I'm just kidding. So he wins, and they're like, wow, Balto actually won. And then when they came up and they were going to pet Balto, Steel was right there again, and he, like, tried to, like, stomp on uh, Balto's foot. So Balto was like, oh, and they sound like he growled at him. They're like, oh, man, no, this dude's too, this dude's untamed and wild. He might turn on me. I'm not taking him. Fuck Balto, right? That's what the dude was like. Everybody, everybody's always shitting on you when you're a different breed. But since you're a different breed, it shouldn't bother you. So now they've chosen Steel's team, right? They're the fastest sled dog team, and they're gonna ones they're gonna be the ones that have the honor to go pick up the medicine. And they leave like I think it was even that night. They say the sooner you go, the sooner you come back, right? So these guys take off, and however many miles it is from uh from where they gotta go pick up that medicine, right? And they go, they make it to the train stop, but on their way back, they're stuck in a blizzard. They don't, they, they didn't make it. They, they don't make it back. And, you know, they get, they get the news, right? And, you know, Jetta, she's all worried about, um, about her little girl. All these kids need this medicine to survive. Cause especially back in those days, I don't even know when it was, man. It was so long ago. Telegram, telegraph times. So Jetta's all worried about her little girl. Cause she's all sick. There's no medicine on the way. And, you know, Balto's walking around town and he sees, you know, he hears a telegraph dude. Please, we need medicine. Uh, dog team got lost. Yeah, this and that, this and that. And then he drives, he walks past another station and the dude's in there already making coffins for the kids. And it was like super dark, especially because I watched this when I was a little kid. I was like, damn, this dude's making some little coffins already. But back in those days, you know, tomorrow wasn't, tomorrow wasn't certain. So, you know, Balto decides, you know what? I'm going to go get him. I'm going to save these boys and bring back this medicine. And then Jenna's like, okay, I'll go with you. And Boris is like, I'm coming, Bolt. I'm coming too, Bolto. And and then his boys, the polar bear boys, right? They're like, yeah, we're going too. And they set off. And they go out into the Alaskan wilderness unafraid. And then Balto's, you know, being majestic, being a half wolf dog. And he's marking the trees, right? He's like scratching up the trees, leaving a mark. And they're gone. They're on their way. The The five of them, right? And everything's going good. You know, Boris is always complaining about how cold he is and how much snow there is and they're on their way and everything seems to be going good then out of nowhere this giant vicious grizzly bear comes out of nowhere and starts attacking them and then Balto tries to lead him away through the woods but he gets pinned down by the bear and the bear's about to kill them just beat the, like rip him to shreds but then Jetta comes up bites one of the bear's arms 
the, the bear like slings her. She she's like she's broken. Right? She breaks her leg or something. And then um, Balto leads the bear onto a frozen lake. And then the thing is cracking under so much weight. And then eventually he tricks the bear. The bear falls into the river. We don't see him anymore. And then one of the polar bears did too. Balto has to go under the water, save one of the polar bears, and swim all the way back out. And he makes it. And he's like, guys, we can't. We can't all make it. You're gonna have to take Jetta back because she can't walk anymore. So you're gonna have to take her back. And they they agree, right? They're gonna have to take Jetta back. There's no other way. But Boris feels bad leaving Balto alone. And then he says to Balto, right? One of the one of the most inspirational lines you can say to anybody when they're in a tough situation. And he says, Balto, Balto, a dog cannot make this journey alone. But maybe a wolf can. And it's like, ooh, gives you chills. Because you're like, damn, Balto's a different breed. That's right. And, you know, he heads back with the polar bears and Jetta. And Jetta's like, Balto, here, take this. Because she always wore a bandana around her, around her collar. And she gives it to Balto. And Balto's like, yeah, all right. And Balto heads off into the, into the fierce winds of the Alaska unknown. And it's night. And he's, he's freezing. The wind's blowing in his face. He's scratching, leaving marks, right? Until eventually he finds them. He can smell these guys. They're that way. And he looks down this, this like steep hill. And there they are. All the sled dogs, the sled with the medicine on it. And their mushers passed out in the snow. And he goes down there. And they're like, Balto? Balto, what are you doing here? And Steel's like, what are you doing here, half-breed? Steel's a douchebag. And Balto's like, I'm here to get the medicine. I'm here to get you guys. And Steel's like, we don't need no help from no half-wolf dog. We're the best sledding team. We don't need your help getting back. And he's like, all right, that's fine. I don't care. At least I'm going to take the medicine. He's like, no, you're not touching that medicine, wolf boy. He's like, Steel, leave me alone. I'm I'm just trying to help the little girl. And, you know, Steel's all about his pride. Like, he, he doesn't want Balto, of all people, his nemesis, to come save him. And they fight, right? And they're fighting to the death. And, you know, they're fighting on the edge of a cliff. And they're rolling around fighting until it comes down, comes down to it. And Steel's hanging off, off the edge. And Balto's trying to save him. But still, Steel's like, oh, still trying to fight him. And he falls. Falls all the way down to the bottom of the cliff. And Balto's like, look, guys. Whatever that was is over. If you want to go, let's go. And they all mount up. And Steel was able to bite off Balto's scarf that Jetta gave him. And he's like, okay, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get home, wolf boy. And he's all angry. And he's like, tries to run ahead. And he's like in the woods ahead of him. Because he, he he does fall down the mountain. But he somehow gets in, you know, ahead of him somehow. And he's out there and he's marking the same way Balto marked everything. But he's marking in different directions so they get lost. But Balto, being such a good guy, he, you know, he's strapped up with the medicine and everybody's ready to go. And it's, you know, it's still a blizzard. But still, since he's only looking out for himself and he's not carrying that heavy load anymore, he passes him, right? And he's, like, on his way back to the village. And then it shows him. He gets to the village and he's, like, oh, to the other dogs, right? He's, like, guys, I'm back. Oh, my team, my whole team is gone. They're all dead. Oh, I was the only one that made it. I, I, you know, he's like, he says a lie, right? He's just straight lying about how big of a hero he was, but he wasn't able to save anybody. And they're like, wow, Steel, you made it back. And this and that. And then Steel runs into Jetta. And he's like, oh, did you see Balto out there? He's like, yeah, he tried to save us, but 
he couldn't. And he like shows her the scarf that she gave to Balto. And she's like, no, Balto. And then it shows Balto, right? And Balto's out there and everything's going, you know, he's running with the boys and everything's going, like, everything's against him. There's a blizzard. They almost fall off a cliff. They're carrying the medicine and the musher because the musher still passed out. And so he's like, you know, sitting on, on top of the medicine. And when they almost fall off a cliff, like they're, they try to slide. But the medicine li- literally is hanging off the cliff. And they have to save it. And, you know, they have to use all their dog strength in saving it. But they make it, right? And they keep on rolling. They Like, no matter what. And it looks like Balto's about to give up, right? Balto doesn't, he doesn't think they're going to make it. And he's just, like, sitting there. And it looks like everybody quit. He's sitting there. And there's, like, just a strong snow just blowing everywhere. And he sees, like, he looks up and there's a white wolf. A majestic, beautiful white wolf. And he leaves a footprint. And then Balto puts his hand over that footprint and it's the exact same print, right? Almost like reminding it. It's like almost like a message. Like the wolf is saying, hey, you're a different breed, boy. And, you know, and then the wolf is standing there all majestic, all white, as white as snow. And he howls into the howls into the Alaskan wind. And Balto, he looks up and first he's like, no, like, no, you know, because he forgets. Sometimes you forget you're a different breed. But no, that wolf howls into the majestic wind. And Balto howls too, and he's like, you know what? Let's go. And he gets the boys and they and they're off again. And no matter what, no matter what it brings, no matter what it takes, they're gonna get this medicine back. And they start going, and it's horrible, right? They have to cross this ice bridge. And as soon as they're crossing it, there's so much weight, the ice bridge starts breaking, and they're almost not gonna make it, but no, they climb, they climb, and the the back end of the sled is hanging off. And they're they're it's, it's pulling them down. But luckily, there's like a little branch that Balto bites. And, you know, he's using his big wolf paws to pull the whole team up. And luckily, everybody starts pulling up, working together, and they make it out of there. They get out of that situation. Now they're in the ice caves. They have to go through some ice caves, and there's a whole lot of stalagmites and stalactites. And, you know, they just got to be quiet because, you know, in cartoons, noises set off the avalanches and stuff like that. And then, you know, they're making it through the through the ice cave. And then somebody says, I don't know, maybe one of them sneezes or something. And now all the stalagmites hanging from the ceiling, or if they're stalactites, I'm sorry, they start coming down. And they're like, oh, let's get out of here. So they start running, and they're trying to make it, and they're sliding on the ice. And one of the corner of the crates of the medicine is coming undone, and one of the medicine vials pops off. And so, like, they're running at full speed on ice sliding, and Balto's trying to run backwards. And he, like, kicks off a stalagmite that had already landed near him, kicks back. And it pounces on the on the crate to where the nail like closes it back up and he jumps back to the front of the line and he's making it. He's actually doing it. They're almost gonna make it out of this cave. And then at the edge of the cave, all the stalactites start falling. And it looks like it's impossible. They're not gonna make it, but they fuck. They they make it, boys. They make it out of that cave. And they're running, right? They're running on the plains. And Jetta, who's still in town, she does the same thing that Balto did for her with the broken bottles. She kind of set them up outside and hit, had some light hit them. So there's like some artificial northern lights up there. And then Balto in the distance sees that. And he's like, oh, we're almost there. We're almost home, boys. And, you know, it kind of just gives them that second win. And they start running a little faster. And they make it. And the dogs are like, what? They're here. I can't believe it. And, you know, everybody's coming out. And Balto's leading the sled team, right? That spot that Steel used to be in, that lead dog, it's now Balto. 
and you know steals in the in the with the other dogs and like yeah man this shit was crazy huh like yeah, i'm lucky to be alive and they're like balto balto's back with the medicine he brought he brought everybody with them and you know balto's the hero right and then the little girl gets the medicine and she survives and then Jetta's like, Balto, you're, you're so cool. You're so badass. And then everybody's like, Steel, you're a piece of shit, bro. Fuck you. You're a liar. And then Steel's like pretty much the loser now. Boris is happy. Everybody's happy to see Balto. You know, Boris is his boy, the only one that ever believed, him, believed in him. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. And Balto falls in love with Jetta. Everybody loves Balto now. And then it flashes out of the flashback, right? And it's the grandma again with the little girl. And they're looking up at that statue of that half dog, half wolf, Balto. And she reads the quote engraved into it. And I have it here, so I'm going to read it to you. <clears throat> and it says, dedicated to the indomitable spirit of the sled dog that relayed antitoxin 600 miles over rough ice across treacherous waters through Arctic blizzard from Nanana to the relief of stricken gnome in the winter of 1925 and then in bold letters under all that it says endurance fidelity intelligence 600 miles in the in the arctic oh you gotta be different breed for that but anyway the grandma looks up at the statue and with a sincere look in her eyes she says thank you balto and then she goes and finds her granddaughter Cause she had left halfway through the story. No, I'm just kidding. She went a little bit ahead, but anyway, that's the story of Balto, the dog, the wolf. That was a different breed. Think about that. Think about how amazing that was in 1925. Anyway, the moral, the moral of the story is don't forget that you're a different breed. All right. Sometimes it's going to take some different breed shit to prove that you're a different breed. I love you guys. Stay safe. Protect your families. And love each other, really. Be happy. Drink water. I love you guys. And I'll see you in the next one, all right?